This is Rama for Today. I tell you, too much of the time, folks just sort of make a little stab in the dark at praying, call that praying, let it go. Just sort of hope that something works out somewhere, somehow, or, or another. But we need to take our stand on God's Word and let heaven and hell and the earth know, praise God, that God's Word is true and that we believe it. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth e. Hagan continues his teaching on praying with all kinds of prayer, Volume 6. Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth e. Hagan for today's message. Back, my boy had the mumps 45 minutes. <laughs> And they left it. <laughs> Praise God. We were holding a meeting in Fort Arthur, Texas. Telephone rang just after 6 o'clock one evening. And I, the apartment where we were staying, my wife was with my mother-in-law, was at home with the children, their grandma. And so my mother-in-law said, Kenneth, what in the world am I going to do with this boy? I said, what's wrong with him? Well, I said, he's got the mumps. I said, everybody up here, everybody in the school's got the mumps. <laughs> His jaw's all swollen up. Of course, he's been running fever. And I said, well, you want me to take him to the doctor? I said, well, there's no use taking anybody to the doctor with the mumps. You know what, I'll take care of him with the mumps. But I said, in the first place, God will heal him. I said, uh, well, she said, I'll tell you, he just got me all on nerve. He's been crying all the afternoon. He's about 11 or 12 years old. And I said, uh, well, put him on the phone. So she handed the phone to him, and he said, Daddy, I said, yeah, he said, uh, I told Grandma, if she'd just call, you'd pray God to heal me. And I said, yes, he will. He said, I know it. And I, I couldn't get her to call. I had a little fever, and she wouldn't let me go to school. My jaw's all swollen up now. And so he said, uh, I, I told her that if she'd just call you and you'd pray, that God would heal me. And she wouldn't call. She's afraid to, you know, we wouldn't like it. She'd run up the telephone bill. <laughs> so uh, uh, so she, he said, finally, after six o'clock, I told her it'd be cheaper. So <laughs> she finally called. Well, I said, all right, son, we're going to pray. We're going to kneel down here. The minute we hang up, we're going to pray and God will heal you. He said, I know it. So I said, well, put your grandma back on. So she came back on. I said, well, Miss Rooker, he'll be all right. Now we're going to pray just as soon as we hang up. And the Lord will heal him. Well, I hope so. <laughs> so it wasn't her, old faith, but <laughs> amen. And so uh, the minute he hung up, we prayed. And she said later that he lay down, phone was by her bed. He lay down across her bed and fell off to sleep. She let him sleep a minute because he'd been worrying her and just got to crying. You see, because he knew if he could wear her down, she'd eventually call. And so uh, after about 45 minutes after we called, she said, I said to him, woke him up and said, son, get up now and put your pajamas on, get in your own bed. And so he said when he raised up, began to stretch, I looked at him and his swelling was all gone out of his jaw, his jaw had gone down. And I checked him, had a thermometer, I checked him, he had no fever. And uh, from that minute on, he's been all right and he never has had the most. <laughs> Praise God. Well, now God hears and answers prayer, folks. You just might as well settle it. It works. 
I tell you, too much of the time, folk just sort of make a little stab in the dark at praying, call that praying, let it go. Just sort of hope that something works out some way or somehow or, or another. But we need to take our stand on God's word and let heaven and hell and the earth know, praise God, that God's word is true and that we believe it. Praise the Lord. Now, so many times people conclude their prayer by saying, for Jesus' sake. But uh, uh, we're not to pray. Nowhere do you find where it says we're to pray for Jesus' sake. It says we're to pray in his name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we might call attention, what's the difference between praying for Jesus' sake and in his name? Well, if you go to the bank with a check and ask the cashier to cash it for a friend, He'll ask you if you have the money on deposit to guarantee it, and if you haven't, he'll refuse to cash it. But if you come with a check to that bank, you see, that has the name of a man who has an account at that bank, then there will be no questions asked. They'll hand over the money. Now, when you go to God and you say to him, do this for Jesus' sake, you're asking that it be done to help Jesus and on your credit. Can you understand that? You're asking that it be done to help Jesus and on your credit. Well, now, can't you see how foolish that sounds? Now, in the first place, Jesus does not need the help. And in the second place, you don't have any credit there to guarantee it if it did. It's the other way around. We need the help, and he has the credit. <laughs> Praise God to guarantee it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, friends, after all, I want you to stop that, because I know a lot of you are praying and concluding your prayer, and here's where many honest prayer fails, by saying, do this, Father, for Jesus' sake. I want you to stop it. From this on, you'll remember, and you'll quit. Because after all, if I've got the stomachache, and I'm praying for healing. Well, I don't want my stomach to quit hurting for Jesus' sake. And to help him, it's to help me for my sake. And if I have a hundred dollars that I owe, and I'm praying God to give me a hundred dollars in the offering tonight, well, I don't want him to do that to help Jesus. I want him to do that to help me. Praise the Lord. It's me that's a hurting, not Jesus. Are you following me? Now, sometimes folks say, oh, well, these things don't make a lot of difference. They do make some difference. If they hadn't made any difference, Jesus wouldn't have said so. We might as well say that other scriptures don't make any difference. The Bible said, John three sixteen, and Jesus spoke those words that God so loved the world, that he gave his own begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You just might as well have said, well, it doesn't make a difference what man believes, whether he believes on Jesus or Mohammed or Buddha or who, just as long as he's honest about it. And you know that isn't right. Well, Jesus spoke these words too. Then these words are just as much truth and just as real as those words in John 3.16. And they do make some difference, don't they? I know God has helped us a, a, a lot of times on a lower level when we didn't know any better. But you know, we ought to be able to grow in prayer are you hearing me? And a lot of times God just has condescended to meet us, but it's so much better when you can grow up some spirit before you can meet God on his level. 
Now, I don't know a lot of folks never think about it, but, uh, but uh, you know, the Bible, I'll say it again, I've said it before, teaches us that there's a similarity between physical growth and spiritual growth. Now, you know that uh, the Word of God says that uh, as a newborn babe desire the sincere milk of the Word. Nobody's born a full-grown human being. They're born babies, they grow up. Nobody's born a full-grown Christian. They're born babies and they grow up. The Bible said. And, uh, you know, we ought to be able to improve on our praying. You know, you've improved on a lot of things physically since you were a baby. You, you're not still on the bottle, are you, Joe? Fine. I always pick on him, though. He's good natured. No, no. I notice Brother Eller don't act like he did when he was just a little child. He's not running up down here on his knees and hands. He's sitting there, you see. Because he's grown, matured to some extent, at least physically and mentally. Most of us have, to some extent. Some of us may, may mature some more mentally. But at least we matured physically. Well, now listen to me. It might have been all right. You know, when I was a little kid, I used to pray, now I'll lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before awake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. But I don't pray that way anymore. Do you? Now, why? Well, I've grown beyond that. I, I... Now, are you following me? Now, folks, when they were spiritual babies, may have prayed certain ways, and God met them and helped them and blessed them, and it sufficed for that day. But God wants us to grow spiritually. Amen. Praise God. And so God may have met us and helped us, but uh, it, it makes a lot of difference, friends, when we can meet God on his level, and actually he'll require more of us now than he did a few years ago even. And I'm going to tell you folks something else. He's going to require more of you folks who've been in these services than, than just before this meeting started. Because when light comes and teaching is given, God requires us to walk in the light of that. We'll re become responsible then. Now, Jesus gave us the power of attorney, or that just means the right to use his name. We have a right to use that name, the name of Jesus. Now, not only in prayer, but in dealing with the devil. See, he said here, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. And Jesus said also, in my name, they, believers, shall cast out devils or demons. And actually, the, one of the best ways in the world for you to deal sometimes, and I, I, I told about how I dealt with my folks now, I certainly realize that we need to witness to people because the Word of God teaches witnessing. But now sometimes in dealing with your own folks or people, your kin folks, it's most difficult because they don't want to listen to you, you know, because if they listen to you, well, they'll have to admit you no more than they do sometimes, you know, or they followed you. They don't want to admit that. There's a little family pride somewhere other involved. And sometimes it's a whole lot better to let someone else witness to your own folks than it is you trying to tell them something. Are you hearing me? 
Now that's true. Well, now, I, I, I certainly, I, I want you to get that record straight now that I certainly believe in witnessing. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the USB drive, 50 Messages of Camp Meeting. This USB has different speakers from the last 50 years of camp meeting. Also in this package is the DVD entitled, Camp Meeting Then and Now. This is a video about the last 50 years of camp meeting. You can get all of this for the price of $50. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. So I got a called to arms, uh, men's conference, CTA That's we right. call it. That's right. You know, Craig and I host that. We got some great speakers. So that's uh, November 3 through 4, Thursday and Friday, we have Call to Arms Men's Conference. You can go to rhema.org slash CTA and register. There's also a special discount for if you have a son, teenager 16 through 18. That's right. You can, they can come with you, okay? Yes. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.